This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. There's a few things that we have to talk about inside the mind and motives of the Islamic terrorists trying to destroy America. Remember the hairy back guy, the mastermind of 9-11? Well, apparently he said something kind of important. Now, the Washington Post, in the opinion section, is uh, reporting this. But maybe people all around the world need to hear it as news. We'll give that to you. Also, an attack on the Gaines family. Um, Chip and what's her name? Uh, Chip and Joanna. Chip and Joanna. I love Chip and Joanna. So do I. Uh, on HGTV, they're under attack. But this attack is so mindless, so meaningless. And and quite frankly, it's, it's an attack on anyone, anyone who believes the Bible or even goes to a church and doesn't agree with everything that's happening in the church. It is horrific what is happening to them. Oh, and an update. Um, my wife happens to talk to Pat's wife. So I have an interesting update uh, on Pat's social security dilemma oh. via my wife and his wife. Interesting. Good to hear. Huh. Oh, I bet you will. Oh, you will be. <laughs> we begin right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm a biggest fan. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we are one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are one. I have to start with uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Remember, he's the hairy back guy. He was the mastermind <laughs> of the 9-11. Uh, you know, it sounds weird now. I guess I guess if you weren't there, you don't know why the hairy back guy. He was the guy that we found in the middle of, what, a cave or someplace. And, um, and he was pictured in, like, a tank top. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And he had hair back, back hair coming all out of... It was really it was, not... It not was pleasant. Not pleasant. We, we used to call him Brillo back. Yes. That was yes. Brillo back. <laughs> Um, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, um, now some, uh, some details of his detainment uh, have been released. And this is kind of some important information. And important information for those on the left and those in the press. Um, and those who think that maybe George Bush was too much of a cowboy. I want you to listen to this. Um, he, there's quotes in this article, um, uh, and it's a, a, a new book that is out, Enhanced Terrogation, Inside the Minds and Motives of the Islamic Terrorists Trying to Destroy America. And James Mitchell um, wrote it, and 
he details a few things. For instance, Daniel Pearl's murder. Um, he said, uh, KSM said, I cut Daniel's throat with these blessed hands. So he's, um, uh, Mitchell says, I've looked into the eyes of real monsters around the world. This guy was one of the king of the monsters. Really, really a dangerous, evil, evil man. And had no problem admitting to any of it. But what he writes about what he said about the 9-11 attacks is quite interesting. Um, He said that they expected, when they planned 9-11, that they expected that the United States would do the thing that they had always done and turn tail and run. He thought that the United States would treat 9-11 as a law enforcement matter, just as we had the bombings of the embassies in Kenya, Tanzania, and the USS Cole in Yemen, arresting some operatives and firing a few missiles into empty tents, otherwise leaving them free to plan the next, next attack. He looked at me and said, quote, How was I supposed to know that cowboy George Bush would announce that he wanted us dead or alive and then invade Afghanistan to hunt us down? If the United States had treated 9-11 like the law enforcement matter, we would have had time to launch our second wave of attacks. But we weren't able to do so because, quote, of the ferocity and swiftness of George W. Bush's response, end quote. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty staggering. Wow. You know the Obama administration doesn't want any part of that. They don't want to hear about that. They don't want that out. No kidding. I mean, is Josh Ernest going to mention that at a press conference today? So here's the problem. Here's the problem. (laughs) Wow. What George Bush did at the beginning was ferocious. It was dead on. Right? It was a World War II style promise that we were going to fight this with everything we had, and then we're going to wipe it out and come home. All right? right. And then what happened during the second Bush administration? It started to fall apart. They started to be weenie. The shock and awe wasn't shock and awe. And then it got worse after 2008. And we started treating it like law enforcement. Listen to what he said. He said, we will win because what Americans don't realize is we don't need to defeat you militarily. We only need to fight you long enough for you to defeat yourself by quitting. Are we not doing that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Have we not done yeah. that? And the reason why we've defeated ourselves is because the media has lied to us. The politicians have lied to us. They're not fighting to win. They're tying our hands. Fight to win and get the hell out. You know, I, I think of this all the time. Pat and I interviewed the, um, he was really old at the time, the inventor of the neutron bomb. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. And um, he was really angry because we had never used the neutron bomb. <laughs> That's right. And Pat and I were both like, okay, spooky dude. <laughs> um, and we had talked about the fuel air bomb, which I think he also invented, didn't he? My, I'm not May sure. Have, Um, The fuel air bomb, what the fuel air bomb does is you drop it and just before it hits the ground, you drop it over troops and 
you drop it and it sprays fuel all over um, sideways as it's falling down. So all horizontally, it's spraying gas or fuel. And then 200 feet over the ground, it ignites the fuel and it sucks all of the air out of the lungs of the, your, troops, of below. the troops below. Mm-hmm. So they, nobody can breathe and then rains fire on them. That's inhumane. We can't do that kind of thing in war. Right. So it is, I mean, it's a horrifying experience. So we get him on the phone and um, he says people should be using the neutron bomb. Which, by the way kills people and leaves buildings intact if yeah. you don't remember what the huh. neutron bomb was right and so everybody's like wait shouldn't it be the other way around shouldn't you bring down buildings and leave and, the people alone right so it, <laughs> it doesn't affect no. anything you drop it and it doesn't set fire to anything nothing all it does is kill every living thing mm-hmm. it radiates them and so uh, how long was it a half hour or was it longer that they writhe in pain and vomit. Was, and yeah, I don't, rem- I don't it's, remember. It's a horrible thing. Yeah. Horrible. And he said, we should be using it. And Pat and I, I mean, at the time, we were pretty big hogs, and we were horrified by it. And he said, that's what war is. Yeah, it's not pretty. It's, it's not pretty. It's you messy. kill them in horrifying ways to make them drop their guns and run when they hear one of your planes coming. And not start anything ever again. Ever again. Uh, can you imagine the fear that would spread through people? If you attack America, this is what we're going to do to you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, Pretty good deterrent. Yeah, a really good, good deterrent. We just have to decide whether we're in the, in the um, slap them across the wrist yeah. Or if we're in the war business. And we haven't been in the war business since the 1960s, since the 1940s, really. We haven't been in Just the war right business. after World War II. Right. Yeah. Everything else has been fought with, with a tempered hand. Well, that does nothing but kill more people in a longer period of time. Look at how many people have been killed because we didn't scare the crap out of the Middle East. And... It's not just me saying that. That's Brillo back. Right. That's coming from Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. We would have killed more if you guys wouldn't have elected George W. Bush. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. Pretty remarkable. And it was exactly the thing everybody was afraid of after 9-11, right? That something else was coming and maybe something bigger. And apparently it was. Now, here's the amazing, the even more amazing thing. George Bush knew this. This this testimony, this came out when we caught him. George it's Bush. It's been that long? Yeah. George Bush knew this. We, we didn't have that information? That's the kind of restraint that that guy had. Did you guys notice wow. he just gave a speech about how dangerous North Korea is? Did you see this? No. He just gave a major speech on... Uh, the dangers of North Korea. And I thought to myself, why is he doing that? I have not seen, have you seen him get involved in foreign policy? No. Nothing. No. Why is he doing that? And then I realized, he's not really blaming it on the current administration. And he's not blaming it on the next administration. 
he's got this window to where he can come out and just say, hey, there's something happening in the world that's really bad that maybe we should all pay attention to without do, without pointing a finger to at anybody. At anybody. The know, restraint of this guy is you know, phenomenal. Say what you will, and we have about we have. George W. Bush. We, <laughs> we have. have our differences with him. Yes. But one thing about him is he respects the office of the presidency. He loves the United States of America. Yes. He's never yep. disputed either. And he, and he is an honorable, an honorable, honorable man. man. Yeah. I mean, for him to know that, how what, what kind of restraint would you have to have when you're getting beat up? And everybody's I, I saying, I, you know that. I wouldn't have that restraint. <laughs> they blamed everything on him. Right. Every, for, and they're still no, but, doing it. But I'm saying on this in and particular, he, well, even he on, knows. On everything, and he's always been restrained. For eight years, the guy's been dragged through the mud. Pummeled. On absolutely yeah. everything. He's, he he's got a lot of George it. Washington in him. Yeah, he's something. He really does. He really does. And I miss him like a dad right now because. (laughs) Um, And now this, if you're having friends and family over for the holidays, you might want to look at your blinds. Are they broken? Are they worn out? Um, You might want to just replace a couple of your blinds. Uh, blinds Blinds.com has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So even if you mismeasure, your blinds, uh, you pick the wrong color, anything. I can't imagine anybody mismeasuring, though. I mean, maybe once. Yeah, it could, it happen, it could once. happen once. Darn near impossible. You know? But like two or three times, I've heard of somebody who actually mismeasured four times. I mean, yeah, it's just... That can't be I'm going to look on Snopes for that. I don't think it's true. But I think, that's, I think it was a very complex room. Oh, it was a complex, did it have four it walls a and, a, and a ceiling? Yeah, well, like a, yeah, but the ceiling and the beams and stuff were, oh. I don't know this, because I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know anybody that mismeasured. It could time. be that incompetent. Well, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Hmm. But if it did happen, uh-huh. it would have been a very complex room. You, th- you think? Well, it would yeah. almost have to be, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 And the fourth time, the Blinds.com people might have said, could, could 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 we look at this and see what the complex the complication is? I'm just saying. He might have said that. He might have said that. You don't that. know that for I me. don't know. I know that if you mismeasure for uh, any reason, they replace it for free. Uh, it's 100% awesome. guarantee. Blinds.com right now is special. You buy one blind and you get the second blind for 50% off with the promo code BECK. Go to blinds.com, use the promo code BECK, Get 50% off your second blind. The offer ends today. Blinds.com, promo code Beck. Rules and restrictions do apply. It's blinds.com, promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine, and they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, 
You're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. I don't know if you have, um, if you've ever seen um, the um, TV show with uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Um, what is it? Uh, it's not, yeah, Fixer Upper. Love that show. Yeah, do Just love that show. And they are such a great family. I don't, I don't know if they're really like this, but they seem to be such a great family and um, they're funny and they really seem to be in love with each other. Um, and they've here in Texas, they've made Waco from wacky Waco to the home of the Gaines family. I mean, yeah, nobody thinks about it as the home of, well, I mean, somebody might, David but Koresh. it's, I think they've changed the perception I, of David Koresh thing. I think that too. Cause right. the, I remember oh, yeah. watching it the very first time going they're in Waco. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah. yeah. And now Waco, you're kind of like, you oh wow. Go there and see their silo yes, thing right. and yeah. business and all that. Right. I, I know people who have flown into town. You know, they come and do a show with us. We do live shows on Thursdays with an audience. And so they'll call in and they'll try to get tickets for this. And they'll be going down. You know, what are you in town for? Oh, we're going to go down. We want to see the silo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's becoming a big deal. Yeah. Um, but BuzzFeed uh, and Osmo, Osmo have, have really uh, just done some, I think, awful awful things. Their pastor, this I'm just reading BuzzFeed, Chip and Joanna Gaines Church is firmly against same-sex marriage. Their pastor considers homosexuality to be, quote, a sin caused by abuse. Whether fixer-upper couple agrees is unclear. Un- what, what do you even bring them in for then? Right. What, what, is, what are they what, part of the story for? Right. So what, 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 what do you mean? Um, Chip and Joanna Gaines series Fixer Upper is one of the most popular shows on HGTV. The couple has recently graced the cover of People magazine. Their book, Magnolia Story, has been in the New York Times bestseller list for five weeks. Subject of a long-going, ongoing long profile in Texas Monthly. Credit to them with revitalizing the city of Waco, Texas, where their show is set, blah, 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 blah. Even if they do believe it, so... They are, are they preaching it on their show? They are. Listen to this. They are devout Christians. Joanna has spoken of and written about her conversations with God. God told her both to close her store and spend time with her children and reopen it a few years later. Their church, the Antioch Community Church, is a non-denominational, evangelical, mission-based megachurch. Their pastor, Jim Siebert, who is described as the gain, by, uh, who's described the gainesses as dear friends, uh, takes a hard line against same-sex marriage. Uh, promotes converting LGBT people into being straight. So are the Gainesses against same-sex marriage? Would they ever feature a same-sex couple on the show? Blah, 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 blah. HGTV did not respond. Okay. Good. Can I, may I just say, how many Christians love Ellen DeGeneres? Because I'm one of them. Me too. I love her. She's great. I love her. She's funny. She seems nice. 
I have no problem with her. I don't hate her. I don't think she hates me. Maybe she does. Well, me in particular. I say me in the in the royal me. The royal. Yeah. <laughs> she probably hates me. But I, I mean, she doesn't hate. She just isn't like that. Yeah. And and I don't agree with same sex marriage because I believe the Bible to be true. But that doesn't mean I hate her or anybody else. And you want the government out of it. And I want the government out. I believe you have the right to get married. The government doesn't have a right to tell you no. Now, my church could. I can hold my belief. But if, if you're going to say that it's bad to say that homosexuality is a sin, then you must ban the Bible. Because the Bible is a, you've got to burn it. It's you've got to pile them up and burn them. Right. Uh, And and that's what we're coming to here. What I'm asking is, can the left ever look at how many devout Christians look at Ellen DeGeneres and others and say, I love them. I love them. And we're not trying to stop them, derail them, stop their anything. Now, I haven't seen Chip and Joanna say anything about this Never. ever. Never. Ever. Right. And the fact so that. Why can't we just live side by side? They don't have a response, which is what people had a problem with. I mean, you know, you can cover it if they actually, if you had some evidence, but in, in reality, all you've done is say they might think that something, and you don't, you said it right. yourself was unclear. Right. I mean, I, you know. This is a total... We should go into this more. Yeah, we will. This is total witch hunt. Total witch hunt. Back in a second. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. in Arizona uh, talking about Chip and Joanna Gaines and what's happening with them. Hi, Eric. Hi. You know, this is exactly why so much of America is just completely frustrated, annoyed, and angry at the liberal media. We had President Obama, when he was running for office, it was all coming out that he was attending the church of Dr. Reverend Wright. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Remember how he was preaching white hatred Yep. And uh, how the Reverend Wright, not President Obama, but the, his, his Reverend that he went to for 20 years, was mm-hmm. preaching white hatred and anti-Americanism. And did you ever hear the liberal media uh, ever question Obama as that that was his belief? They excused bring it. bring up the association. Right. They excused it. Now the liberal media is taking this little grasp of association. <laughs> it's so far-fetched. The, the yeah. show is nothing but... Uh, 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 it, it seems almost like they hate an American family showing a lot of love, and so they have to attack mm-hmm. them because they're not the anti-family. 
They're showing that people can get along and actually have a family, so they have to attack the gay family. By the way, we've been to Magnolia. It's it's uh, it was in the summer. It was a little warm there, but uh, it's a great little spot, and uh, the ladies all loved it. I was with my wife and two daughters, so <laughs> yeah. you know it's a it's a big attraction for the ladies. But thank you for your time, and uh, thank you, Eric. I appreciate you're spot it. On. You're spot on. Thank you. I, I will tell you th- this is the point that I'm trying to make to the media. And I'm I'm Nightline is coming down next week um, and doing something uh, about me on Nightline. And I want to try to make the point again to the mainstream media. Stop it. Stop painting everyone with the same brush. And instead of looking at us, will you please look at you? Mm-hmm. Look at what the, the Reverend Wright is a really good example because he wasn't just saying um, some things that the Bible said. He was calling. I don't he was saying anything the Bible said. No, well, he was in Bible country. Yeah, he was, he was in Bible, Bible country. country. He was talking about sheer hatred. Well, the go- I mean, the government uh, created AIDS, AIDS to kill black people. Right. I don't. I don't remember that in the Bible. It could be in there somewhere. Right. I mean, so. You dismiss that. All I'm asking for is consistency. If you want to say that someone's church and someone going to that church is going to affect them and affect them deeply and what is said at that church affects them and if they're friends with that pastor, that's important, then you must apply that consistently. Yeah. You know, you know the the differences in the, the Reverend Wright thing to point out. They would argue, I'm sure, that he Obama did eventually come out and say he didn't agree with the things that that uh, Reverend Wright was saying. Now, of course, those were much more inflammatory things. And also, he's the president of the United States, not the president of a real estate show, um, right. which is a weird thing to say as the president of the United States. Has been a realist. Forget it. Um, so, uh, but the point is, you know, this is a reality show host. There's no reason to believe the, the Gaines family is going to run for president at any time in the future. So, there's, there's no a reason different to level believe. of. They're not. They're, right. they're not talking about. And they're not any the, of that. Total difference. No. They have right. no. I mean, it's just. Like, this is. So... And are we saying people can't hold religious beliefs anymore? If right. and keep a job. So can you not work in America anymore if you hold certain religious beliefs? Because then we might as well set fire to the Constitution. As well. Yeah. I mean, uh, John Gabriel pointed this out. Could you not write this story? Nancy Pelosi's church is firmly against same sex marriage. His her pontiff believes homosexuality is a sin. Why she confuses to attend that church is unclear. Right. Could you not say that about Nancy Pelosi? Yes. Could you yeah. not write that story? Yes. Could you not write possible DNC head Keith Ellison's mosque is against same-sex marriage? His imam considers homosexuality a sin. Why he continues to att- attend his mosque is unclear. That's great. I mean, you could do this to anyone who goes anywhere near a church. It's ridiculous. And if you do believe... So there's two categories here. There is the category of people that go to church and don't believe the things that the church is teaching. I ask you, go find another church. Go find one that you actually align with or ask enough questions of yourself to figure out why am I out of a line with my church? But that's the first level. What If you're in a church and you don't agree with it, why are you going? I have, more, I have better things to do with my time. Mm-hmm. Why are you going? The second level is, if I believe in what the Bible is saying, 
I have a right under the Constitution. And if you don't believe what the Bible is saying, you have a right under the Constitution. We have to be able to live with one another. Now, I'm not talking about the people who are saying, and and we have heard them. We have heard preachers that say, and you know, the Bible says to stone homosexuals. Well, you know what? Sorry. No, thank you. There's a new covenant that that doesn't um, invalidate the old covenant. It's a higher law. And it, it did replace the old law. Right. It replaced it. Right. Unless you're Jewish. And it's a, it's a higher it. law. It's a higher law right. that we're now living. And, but even the Jewish people don't stone people to death. <laughs> right. We don't. We, I don't know. I the higher that. law is to love people. Now, you can get into a church, and there are a lot of Christians who I think have a, such a twisted view of Christianity who do base it pretty much on, you're going to hell. And, you know, will hate their children and, you know, condemn them to hell and whatever. I don't relate to those people. But even those people I have to love. John Gabriel made, I think, a good point as well uh, about Kate Arthur, who's the author. Dear Kate Arthur, do you, did you single out Chip and Joanna Gaines because you despise interracial couples? Need your response ASAP. Hmm, no comment from Kate Arthur. There's a good chance she singled out Chip and Joanna Gaines because she despises interracial couples. I think Kate Arthur's refusal to respond to my journalistic inquiry speaks volumes. Uh, it goes on. Uh, still no response from Kate Arthur or BuzzFeed. It's 2016 and they refuse to clarify their retrograde views on mixed race relationships. You could do this to everybody if you just don't get a response. It's not, you know, like, they didn't even what, respond. What response should they give? Well, but I'm just saying, from a journalistic perspective, they, to me, you should at least, if you're going to take a view, which I don't agree with, you should at least have the person talking about it in some way. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems, it seems like a basic point that you'd have to, there's not a story that their views are unclear. I, I have a, you're, you're right, you're okay. right. I know it might be secondary here to the constitutional right. argument of religious freedom. I no, get but, that. Yeah, but yes, it's still a, but, but I think the 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 higher question on journalistic standards here is not as if there's a story there because their views are unclear. The story here is: Are you consistent? As you pointed out, are you consistent with everybody? Are you consistent with Nancy Pelosi? What did you say about Jeremiah Wright? See, this is the point that if we're going to heal as a nation, we have to, we have to, what's the best, what's the best way to get somebody to um, uh, find God? To get baptized, Pat. What's the best way to get somebody baptized? Knock on somebody's door, right? And tell them, and then tell them how wrong they are. No, love them first, befriend them. Right. Oh, but oh, I see what you're saying. Befriend them, and then you got the foot in the door, and then... Hopefully your motive is to befriend them. And love them. And love them. Okay? We have to love the people who despise us. Now, who despises us? The, a lot of the people on the left despise us, and a lot of people on the right despise people on the left. And I'm telling you, 
It is the same thing that happened in Germany. You get so far away and you're living in your own communities that you don't know the other people except that one lefty that has somehow or another entered into your circle and you're like, you know what, he's not like that. You're, you're not like all those other people. Yeah, yeah. It's what happened in Germany. Well, I'm saving this Jew because that's my Jew. I know that Jew. Hitler's right about the Jews, but not this Jew, because I know this Jew. No, you don't know, you don't know Jews. You know one and think they're an aberration. The aberration are the crazy people. The aberration, quite honestly, the aberration are the crazy people and the way that we have, the way the press through the progressive era has been allowed to grow unchecked in one place. A lot of this is location, location, location. They're in New York City. Well, what is the prevailing attitude in New York City? You can live in New York City, the center of power, and all of a sudden you believe, well, this is, this is, this is America. This is America. This is the way it is, really, because there are 18 million people jammed in a shoebox, and you're like, we all get along, and we're all, I know, for, I know a lot of varieties of people. Okay, I got a guy who waits, uh, you know, at the deli. I can't speak a word of English. So I'm multilingual and I'm cool with everything. No, that's not America. That's not America. That's one island of America. And I think that point of understanding and perspective, I think conservatives in in the midst of an outraged culture can actually learn a little bit from this, too. Yes. In that, you know. This is a story I don't like from BuzzFeed. I think it's a weak story. But BuzzFeed um, but, is actually... But they've done a lot good. of good things, including, by the way, in the middle of the campaign, running a lengthy profile of Juanita Broderick, yes. Bill Clinton's... Uh, 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 the person who Clint accused Bill Clinton of rape. So, I mean, this is a... They did a lot of really good journalism. I don't particularly like this story. I don't like every story they do. We could probably say, hey, this story, uh, you know, I think this is wrong. And the media hopefully can come along... And understand why we think that that's offensive without trying to burn BuzzFeed to the ground or yelling and screaming and boycotting and acting crazy. Like, it's okay for us to say, hey, you know, this standard, examine the standard a little bit, if you if you will. And hopefully they actually will, because they've they've shown the ability to do that. And some will not. And some will not. Some will not. How many times did did Paul go into a town and what did he say? You go into a town and you love them, and you preach, and you don't worry about anything, and you preach it to everybody, and if somebody doesn't get it, shake the dust off your feet and move on. That's what we have to do. But we have to go to them and show them that we are not who they think we are. They honestly believe we're monsters. And quite honestly, many believe that the left are nothing but monsters. I have news for you. They're not. There are a lot of people that are just like people on our side. They don't care what it takes to win. They just want to win. They're not open-minded. They're not, there are a lot of bigots on the right that are not open-minded and will not listen to any kind of new thought that enters into any territory that disagrees with them. Same with the left, though. But there is just the same amount of people on the left. Yeah. 
It's the same. It's a people problem. So we don't like it when they brush all of us. You know, they make Christians look like the Westboro Baptist Church. How much do you like that? We're against the Westboro Baptist Church, probably more so than the people on the left. It's more important for us to be against it. It's more important for us to be against it. Okay? So there are those people on the left, and it is our mission to find those people. And a lot of them are monsters. I mean, let's be honest. On the left? Some are. I mean, some are. True. And, uh, and, and don't tell me that you don't know some monsters on the right. No, I know a few. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jeffy, for example. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, right? I got, a, I got an email from looking a at him when we said it. He's I terrible. got an email from a friend yesterday who said, "I love you guys so much. I've listened to you guys for." Why are you so years. nice to Jeffy? You're so Pat and Stu are so mean. And I said, "Mean? No, Pat and Stu." Are. <laughs> what people don't understand is this: these three hours are the best part of his day. Gold frankincense <laughs> and mer- gold frankincense and myrrh, uh, the first gift. Uh, frankincense and myrrh you could buy by the pound now it's not really that big of a deal anymore gold still is actually frankincense is <laughs> pretty expensive yeah i got a bag of it the other day and it didn't break the bank so, really yeah i got I a bag just got a bag a of it i i did i'll tell you later <laughs> I'll tell you right. later. but anyway um here it is the end of the year and um i would like you to just listen because we're going to be explaining a few things over the next few weeks and the next few months. And believe me, you're going to want to do your homework. I am not asking you to buy any gold today. I'm asking, will you pick up the phone and, and ask for information from Goldline about precious metals, gold or silver? If you do it today and today only, they're going to give you a half ounce silver coin for free if you tell them that Glenn said to call. So just call, say... I'd like some information. I'm not going to make any decision. Like some information so I can read it over the holidays. 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for you now. You mentioned that you heard it from me. They're going to send you a silver coin, uh, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Call them right now. Glenn Beck. Want to see Glenn live? If you're coming to Texas, you can. Join us at Mercury Studios in Dallas for a taping of Glenn's television show. To reserve your seat, email tickets at glennbeck.com with your information. That's tickets at glennbeck.com. Mercury. If you happen to be watching us online in the podcast or on Blaze TV, um, this sweater, this little child sweater, is one of the greatest stories I have ever heard. And I want to share it um, coming up in just a second. Also, I've, I've got to get to Pat. and Yeah, I'm really curious to hear what you know that I don't know. 
Well, I only have it. My my wife only got it from your wife. Oh well, then it's really bad. And uh, oh, <laughs> it's oh, bad. you might change your point of view on Pat's telling of the social. You, no, no, really? Oh yeah. No. Oh. Way.